You're listening to the Counseling Clinic Podcast with Aisha J. And Lisa Michelle, the show for up-and-coming mental health professionals, advocates, and anyone else wanting to learn more about the mental health field from two not-so-professional professionals. The discussions in our episodes are not a replacement for seeking professional individual mental health care and should not be viewed as part of one's own personal mental health treatment. Our conversations are geared toward assisting mental health professionals, advocates, and others interested with thought-provoking ideas and resources. For our full disclosure statement, visit our website at thecounselingclinicpodcast.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. If you're a returning listener, if you're new here, we're happy to have you. Thank you for joining us today. If you are just joining us, um, it's kind of awkward because this is the last episode of season seven, right? (laughs) So you kind of have to go backwards and listen. But, you know, glad you're here. Right. We're very happy. Thank y'all for being with us all season, giving us um, season seven, which was a lot of fun. Hopefully you guys had some fun and learned some things. This was one of our more learning seasons, I think. Um, Learning. (laughs) We know what you mean. But yes, this was a lot of um, content that kind of covered how to grow as professionals yes and of course remember that means we'll have a couple of weeks break and then we'll be back for season eight which we are also looking forward to so today we're here to talk about the counseling compact which i am super excited about um not because it's that exciting but (laughs) (laughs) but it's a big step it is a big step, and I've been waiting to talk about it, um, and I'm really proud of us for taking action. Remember last episode, we had Brandon Henry here, and we were talking about, you know, at some point, we have to decide to take action as professionals and make things better for ourselves, um, and I'm just glad to see that in progress. That's right, and that's been a, a neat thing to watch within our field, is seeing some of yes. these big steps in the correct yeah. direction. yeah. So I'll start with kind of talking about what the compact is. So clinicians will likely know what reciprocity is, but um, if you've been here for a while and you're not a clinician, you may have heard us use the term um, and you may have also heard us talk about like being where you're allowed to work with clients, right? Being able to work inside the state that you're licensed in. And I... Essentially, the compact will allow us to work in different states that are also involved in this compact. So it's like it's basically an agreement between states that will allow us to work there. Um, and so that obviously comes with some um, hurdles, right? Some some barriers that we have to jump across um, and and. This episode, just for clarity, we tend to use the word clinicians um, because different people with different credentials can be counselors, right? Or therapists, whatever you want to call us. But for this episode, we are talking about licensed professional counselors uh, because that's our licensing board. Social workers, I believe, I could, am I right about that? Do social workers have their own compact? Um, I'm pretty sure social it's workers. It's in the works. Okay, so they're working on one. Definitely psychologists have their mm-hmm. own compact. 
and like you said, the social workers are working on one. So for this episode, we're talking about licensed professional counselors compact. In theory, this counseling compact will save steps for the counselors um, from having to reapply to each state's board um, and then yes. receive approval or complete their standards if it was different than your state um, in order to be granted an LPC for that state. Right. And and so with that, like I said, obviously there's some hurdles, right? Because if you're licensed in a state, that's because you're supposed to be familiar with the laws in that state, right? right? And so with you not having to be licensed, um, then it's very likely that you are not aware of all of the laws, right? And so basically how this compact works, it says it's setting up a new set of rules for these people who are granted access to be able to work without being fully licensed in that state. So, so, um, it'll have its own set of regulations. So what had to happen first was that enough states had to agree, right? And so for whatever reason, I don't know why 10 is the specific number. Uh, Michelle, were you able to find that? Not why. Um, okay. But everything else that I'd read was just consistent on like, they were waiting on 10. Okay. So we don't know why they they chose 10, if that's a certain number or if that's law related, whatever, but they needed 10 states to get started. They recently got 10 states. So the 10 states so far are Maine, West Virginia, Maryland, Kentucky, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Utah, and Nevada, right? And so with that 10th state, which I think happened in like, I want to say April, I could be um, I, off by March or April. So, yeah. Yeah. But I want to say it was close to April. Um, so since they got that, now they're able to start making the rules and collaborating as a compact. Right. And so they can make the rules and come up with how this will look. Um, what laws do we all have to follow? What is the process of being approved under the compact? Like, how do you apply and things like that? So it's, it's really exciting to watch the move forward. The slowdown, though, is that that process, they have 12 to 18 months to get all of that stuff done. So nothing has happened, but stuff is happening. Right. <laughs> so we just got the approval to wait longer. <laughs> Well, but at least with this, because I thought the same way at first. I was like, yeah. "This is there's no end in sight." But now there is a time frame, so we exactly, know that they will meet. Right. Uh, they'll meet in October and really begin that process. Yes. So that I mean, to me, that's a big step from where we I were. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I'm. I think it's it's really good. It's really exciting. There's also some other states that are waiting like their approval is pending because they already have like um applied to be a part of the compact so those pending states their legislation is pending to be a part of the compact those are minnesota iowa missouri colorado louisiana indiana ohio tennessee north carolina delaware Rhode Island and New Hampshire. And y'all, that's a ton, right? View like when we were preparing for this episode, like there was not that many pending. This is so exciting that people are like getting on board. I honestly was 
even listening just now, I was like, this is so much more than I That is, yeah, because it wasn't that many. It wasn't that many at first. And then also there are some that have been um, denied. I don't don't know if that means that the state chose not to participate or if that their application was declined for some reason. But those, it looks like it's only two. Those are Wyoming and Virginia. Hmm. Oh, which kind of sucks because that's what my school is. Um, anyway. Um. <laughs> and I want to go back and clarify something. When we're talking about the difference in a license, and Aisha, you mentioned the privilege to practice, each state, right, a, a member of the, you know, LPC for that state, they have an LPC, they have a license. When you apply within the compact, you're not going to be granted a license in that state. You're going to be granted what's called the privilege to practice. So right. that is what is included under the compact. That's what they're going to meet about of, okay, what what all does this entail, right? How do we have to protect them? How do we have to regulate yes. them? So it's you're not gaining an extra license. You right. can. You're more than welcome to go through that process. But you're gaining the ability and what's called the privilege to practice. Yeah, thank you for using that term because I, I didn't say that. Which the good thing about this is that even though it's not a full license for that state, this should help alleviate any further testing or hour requirements, class requirements. That is usually what puts the barrier up for people to be able to practice um, in another state or, you know, across state lines, telemental health, what have you. And we'll talk about why that's important in a second, but just to kind of wrap up how it works, like once um, that 18 months is up and they have all of the uh, regulations and, and the how-tos and everything, then once that's complete, we'll be able to apply to receive that privilege to practice um, in the new desired states or within the compact, right? That's right. Okay. So moving forward, Michelle, talk to us about who benefits from this. So both LPCs and their clients can benefit from this. Clients in states that have enacted the agreement can be seen by an LPC, which is important, right? We've talked numerous times about see professional people, people who are trained in this field. Right. But they can be seen by LPCs from other states within the compact. So let's say um, a counselor moves, right? Life happens. Mm -hmm. They have to move across state lines. Instead of termination being the automatic next step, if it's within a state where the compact exists, you can continue seeing that client. Um, same for clients. If they move, if they move off to college or, you know, their spouse is in the military and they have to be on a base for two years. Right. This opens the door to where that relationship can maintain intact. Right. But also access, right? Access and you don't have to start over, you know, right. and kind of lose progress or attraction or momentum, you know? Yeah. And I think about, you know, being... In Mississippi, I think about some areas that just don't have a lot of counselors. You know, yeah. there are a lot of areas where it's it's few and far between. Poverty is rampant. And so there are so many counselors who may work just across the state line, or maybe that's where they live or their licenses. Yeah. These clients can now have access to people who may be under their uh, insurance plan or right. who maybe it's closer to drive across the state line than it is two hours away to the next licensed yes, professional counselor. Yes, that's a very good point because that happens a lot in Mississippi. Yes. And so it's things like that that I'm so excited to see change and grow as far as this compact. 
Yeah, for me, it's the longevity one, right? Like being mm-hmm. able to stick with your counselor. Because like for you and me, right? We see um, emerging adults, right? People right. at college age, um, they graduate college and then they need to move back to their home state or they decide to move back to their home state or go to a new state because they got um, an externship or, you know, right. anything That's like right. that, right? They shouldn't have to like start building or start completely over with counseling. And while we can communicate with each other and try to keep as much uh, progress as possible, you know, it's still building a new relationship. So at the end of it, it really is still starting over, you know, yeah. and this allows that continuation, um, which I'm really happy to see. And that's something, you know, I've experienced firsthand. My One of my therapists in the past moved. And mm-hmm. so I remember that, okay, now I got to start over. And it, it's not always pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I moved as the counselor, right? I was the counselor who moved and I had a group of small kids and my kids acted out, y'all. Obviously, I still, I wouldn't be sure. able to um, still work with that group with, you know, under this. Like, I wouldn't be a state away still working with that group. That's not the kind of access that it'll provide. Right. But my point is like that, the, they had definitely a hard time adjusting, you know? Yeah, and I think that brings up a good point, you know, talking about... um Therapy with kids and teens. What right. a vulnerable population. Yeah, exactly. Or even like um, older people, right? You know, who mm-hmm. finally decided, okay, well, I'll give therapy a chance, right? <laughs> you know, they spent their whole life thinking, I ain't going to no therapy, right? right. <laughs> a therapist, what? <laughs> I don't need that. Right. <laughs> but you're right. You know, a lot of times the elderly do get moved, right? Whether it's yes. to um, mm-hmm. an assisted living center, moving in with a family right. member. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great concern they as well. They want to be closer to their grandkids, that's you right. know, did all kinds of stuff. So this this is really, this, this is a positive mood, y'all. Yeah. Uh, move, I said mood. <laughs> that too, I was going to say, if you can't yeah. tell, we're really excited. Right. And then also, um, again, I want to mention, you know, we talked about um, your counselor, right? But again, different people with different credentials can be counselors, right? And so if you happen to be saying, let's see, an LCSW, which is a licensed clinical social worker, um, they too are working on their own compact, right? And so because we answer to different people, our compacts have to be separate. Um, but right. we're, we're all kind of doing the same stuff and facing the same issues where our clients still need access, right? Um, so just keep that in mind that like, your counselor may or may not be able to do that if you guys are facing a, an issue where somebody is moving and you would like to be able to keep that relationship. So this is something you can definitely talk to your clinician about to get more information on it. So Aisha, tell us about the the information or the takeaways that we have so far. So one of the reasons we wanted to bring this to you guys and we hope that you take away is that, you know, this is exciting, but we still have to be patient because there's still a lot of stuff that we don't know yet, right? Um, right. So keep that in mind. And 
there is an end in sight, but it still feels like a bit of a long road, you know, like 18 months is a long time away, right? But it's also not that long. So like I said, there's an end in sight. So um, with the governing body still scheduled to meet this fall, we don't have a clear picture of the guidelines yet. We don't have a picture of the timeframes and things like that. Or the application process, which is probably what all the clinicians are thinking, right? We, we don't know how we will find this approval yet. So we still have to be patient about that. And I think we can still be really excited, right? Except the excitement and just kind of bask in this bit of glory for a minute, right? That's right. <laughs> um, Live it up. That, right. That this is a positive direction and we make and change. And I think that's one of the things that, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I'm I'm so proud of us because first of all, let's let's be honest, a lot of these states in the top ten are southern states. States I was that, looking at how many southern states there were uh, right? too. Well I but was it, impressed. But that speaks to the fact that change is coming for yes. us. You know, there yeah, are a lot of southerners. We ain't going nowhere. Like, <laughs> we we're like not going to nowhere. Be stuck. <laughs> we like to be stuck. We do not want to talk about therapy. So that's a big deal. That's something I really am taking pride in is that, you know, uh, the trifecta of Mississippi, Alabama and Georgia are all in. Right. That and Louisiana is on their way, right? That's right. That <laughs> never happens know. to us. And and we are the southernest of the southernest. <laughs> but but so what we, a we ain't going thing. nowhere and we ain't fixing nothing. <laughs> but and what a beautiful thing, right? It really For that level of change to be getting seen here, even here. Yes. Yeah, it really is. It's so beautiful. And I'm 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 excited and I hope other people are excited too. Yeah, maybe this wasn't the episode for you to jump in on if you're not as excited as we are. Right. This is the most giddy we've ever been. (laughs) I know. Then something that might be even a little bit more complicated that we still have to work out is the topics of of payment, right? Payments, insurance, certifications, that kind of stuff. That hasn't been worked out yet. I'm sure we have some, or I'm sure they, the people who are who are going to make the laws, the powers um, that be, have the powers that be have some ideas, but nothing is is set in stone yet, right? And so, hopefully, the plan is to discuss those things and make the best possible choices. But here's the thing, though, y'all. She's moving her chair up, y'all. She's ready. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> So here's the thing, right? We just talked about the Southern states and how that looks different, right? Um, and, okay, you know, be offended if you want, but everybody has their own stuff, right? We, we were right. being silly, but everybody has their own stuff. And we know as a country, I think we can all accept the fact that the South has less money, right? Mm-hmm. Things are cheaper. People get paid less, things like that. And so the reason that, that, payments are such a big deal insurance is such a big deal is because how are we going to compensate um those counselors practicing in different areas where you may be charging one amount because you work in um you work in uh in maine right and that the average price of counseling 
or a single session is this much and then your client moves to Louisiana and you or Louisiana is still pending so let me use a different one your client moves to Mississippi and they would need counseling coming from Maine to Mississippi let me just right <laughs> they need it so they need to keep you but that price that average price looks a lot different right um so that is one of the things that has to be worked out Obviously, I'm not saying that to cause concern. I'm saying that because hopefully people are listening and they're thinking about, you know, how this will look and how we'll make accommodations for stuff like that. Because that's one of the things that even though we don't know the answer, we do know that it's an issue and we can try to be proactive about handling that, right? We don't want counselors getting into situations where the fees look a lot different and nobody's ever talked about it before, right? Right. This is information we have already. Right. And that's such a good thing to consider, not only for the counselor side, right? Compensation for your Mm -hmm. education, your time, but the client side, can they do this, right? If you're living in Maine charging one price, that may be outlandish for therapy here. Right. So yeah, that's a great point. Because it is, it's both parties need money, right? (laughs) We all got to have it. Right. The other thing to take away is you can do stuff to help, right? If this is something that you want in your state, um, if this is something important to you, there are resources, there's actions that you can take. Um, There's information out there that you can find. You can do your own research. You can be a part of this change. You can help us move forward, right? Um, And that's for counselors and clients, right? On both both sides, we can do stuff to show that we want this. This is something that's necessary and will benefit everybody. The Counseling Compact has their own website. It's very simple. It's just the the um, counselingcompact.org, right? And of course, that'll be in our show notes, but it's easy to get to. All you got to do is Google Counseling Compact, right? So there's that. They have resources on their website. You can provide feedback, right? Tell, tell us what you're thinking. Like I just talked about the difference between fees, right? And that will be important. Maybe nobody's thinking about that yet. I, I really hope so. But my point is, right. is, you know, my that's just an example of something that maybe hasn't been considered yet, right? Um, So we can share those kinds of things with them and provide feedback on that. And I'll say this, maybe for comfort for the listener, we very much intend to come back and give updates on this. You know, it may not be a whole episode each time, but we want this to be something that whether you are a counselor, a client, an advocate, this is something to be aware of this is something to have a working knowledge of because this is about to change a lot of things thankfully right right? but it is going to change things and usually we know that in a new stage of something it's a little more complicated yeah and it's wonky and and people have different like we just got so excited because there were extra um states that were pinned in right right that will happen you know you'll think that that we're at one stage and then something will change and look different and you may not have had time to to catch up yet that is okay those are growing pains y'all that's that's, right. that's just something we gotta live with but and if- hope good i'm sorry i was gonna say hopefully like in the end, it's worth it, right? Right. Well, and that's the thing, too. You know, we always try to leave episodes open with 
you guys of, hey, reach out if you have questions or concerns. Mm -hmm. We're not experts on the compact, right? This is new to us too. (laughs) I don't think anybody is because it's so new. (laughs) But if there are concerns or questions, um, always feel free to let us know. Also, before we go, I would like to say that that Counseling Compact website is phenomenal. Absolutely. Y'all. Like, it is phenomenal. Whoever did that way to go, kudos to you. You did yes. amazing. It, like, there is a section for everything. If you want to know what states, um, are, uh, pending, what states are enacted, what states are not, there's a map. Ha- the map has its own page. You know, if they have the, Obviously, like everybody else, they have to frequently ask questions, part, but there's like literally a page for every single thing, right? Um, it, it is a good website. Yes. So I say that to say one, congratulations to the person who did it. You did great. Like, um, but two, you can find a ton of information there. Like it's such an informative website. Absolutely. And with that, that is all we have for you. Obviously, we want to know your thoughts and experiences. Uh, let us know where you stand. Are you in support of this compact? Do you have some concerns about the compact? I don't know that we can, you know, do anything about it, but maybe we can figure out where to send those concerns to so that hopefully they can be addressed, right? If we missed anything, something that you guys think that we left out or that we should have mentioned in here or some more resources or anything like that, please let us know. Obviously, this is a work in progress, so we don't have all of the information. Um, But if there's more information to be shared, we would love to share it so that we can all continue to grow and learn together. Again, this is episode 70 so it's the last episode of season seven which was wonderful thank y'all for sticking through it with us um remember to come back for the next one uh we are definitely planning to be here we will return on august 30th so it's just a few weeks but thank y'all again so much for um sticking it out and growing with us and learning with us and and letting us bring you information. We've really enjoyed it. Just as a reminder, if you are a fan of the show, feel free to leave us a rating on Apple podcast to help get the word out to others. And you know, it, it looks all right. (laughs) All right. So we'll see y'all in a few weeks. Thank y'all again. And we will see y'all next time. See ya. for listening to The Counseling Clinic with Aisha Jane and Lisa Michelle. Remember to check out our website at thecounselingclinicpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Counseling Clinic Podcast. We'll see you guys by our next session. Bye guys. Bye.